looking to add a second goal a fine pass and a fine goal as well George Thomas puts Coventry two goals up McNulty Shipley there up with it and Shipley deflected Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Sky Blue Fans TV. My name's Mark Smith. Uh, tonight, we're talking about the uh, disappointing 1 0 defeat at West Brom. Uh, got Reese, as you can see on the screen. Evening, Reese. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. How are you, Mark? You all right? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, uh, Ken should be joining us as well, but I think he's having a couple of internet problems. Uh, hoping that uh, to also be joined by CJ Joyner as well, so uh, to uh, give his, his verdict on the game as well. So, Tonight's show is just going to be about um, you know the verdicts from 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 Friday's match. Um, let's kick things off, Reese. Um, looking at uh, the start of the game before the game starts, Robin's name's an unchanged side. Um, was you happy with the team that was that was picked? Yeah, I think so. I think with the previous result against Huddersfield, I think an unchanged side was always going to be on the cards. Um, Godden's not. I'd probably say you need to. Couple more subs appearances, a bit more minutes in his legs, but um, yeah, I think I would have gone with the same. I think we all expected it to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have gone with the same team as well. I don't, I don't think there was a lot of, um, I don't think Robins had a lot of other options, you know, in terms of fitness and that. So I think it was, it was probably about the right decision. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have any sort of qualms about that. Um, my only slight. I just I, the thing that frustrates me the most. I'm going to bring Ken back in. Um, the thing that frustrates me the most is how poorly, oh, okay. um, it, how out. poorly, how poorly we're starting a lot of games now. You know, this is not the first time. You know, it's another game where we just don't. We just we just seem to be like, you know, lethargic. We just don't seem on it, do we? I don't know what your thoughts on. You know, with our starts to games, it's just it's just been really poor. Yeah, I think with the with the Norwich game, it was the same. We were sort of caught with a deer in headlights, weren't we? And 
I think we were lucky. I think West Brom started well. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, there was too many mistakes early on. I think Bidwell, to be honest, had a poor game. I think um, Albrighton had him for breakfast down on their right-hand side. Um, yeah, too many mistakes early on. I think Wilson had a, a didn't have a very good game either. I think a simple catch that he dropped and his distribution was poor. And I think that we, we seemed to panic a little bit early on. Um, we finally did settle down, but it, like you say, we, we just started really bad and gave the West Brom fans, you know, a, a bit of hope, I suppose, to start off with. And when you, when you go to a place like West Brom, you can't start like how we did. Um, we need to, you know, I remember last season, we used to start the games really early, you know, so unfortunately we haven't got O'Hare for that, but I found that O'Hare used to get, get a starting early, get on the ball, uh, press high, but yeah, just, just a, a poor, a poor start. To be honest, we seem to struggle, Ken, with the with uh, the West Brom press because I felt um, first half, certainly for the first thirty odd minutes at least, West Brom played a much different game to how they played at our place and CPS. They certainly tried to press high, and and we just couldn't cope with that, could we? Yeah, they came out the blocks, didn't they? And they they pressed high, and and we just couldn't keep cope with it at all. To be fair, we. It's as if they caught us by surprise. I mean, they should have known uh, how West Brom play. They do play that way quite regular, but they did tend to go quite high on us. Um, whether that uh, wasn't in the plans uh, for Robbins, I don't know. But I would have thought he would have done his homework on West Brom and we should have been a bit more alert to that. And we weren't. We really They caught us out a little bit and um, they had a few chances, didn't they, in the first half? Um, certainly in the first 15 minutes or so when they pressed us. Uh, quite high, and it did seem to catch the players out for some reason. But yeah, the, you know, we just—I don't think we started well at all. Really, we we were very very slow um, to to keep up with the pace of the game. I mean, you were there along with me, weren't you? You were standing by me, and and we could see it. You know that that, that they were just getting a lot of space, weren't they? Especially down the wings. Yeah, I just I'm just getting very concerned with the number of games I've been watching us play. Where we don't, we only start playing when we're losing. Hmm. And that's not good enough. This is not the first time. I mean, even the game against Huddersfield where we won, we were pretty poor for 30 odd minutes. Yeah, we were. Yeah, and to be we, fair, we were. Again, another game we, were, we started pretty poorly. And you go back to Norwich, go back to Wrexham. There's too many games where we just, we don't seem to, um, you know, press the opposition that they're pressing us and we just can't cope with it. We're too hmm. slow in possession. I think it almost, it, it, the rot, not, not the rot set in, but when Wilson makes like a mistake early in the first half, where he comes out for the cross and he, he doesn't hand, he doesn't catch the ball, he drops it, and he just looks untidy. It just it just creates that bit of nervousness in in, in the team, doesn't it? Because yeah, you want a, you want a goalkeeper that can command his area, and for me, Wilson didn't command his area um, for that instant, and also in my opinion for their goal. I don't know what your thoughts are on the goal. What was your what was your take, um, Reese? Just pull all around. It, it it happened against Wrexham, didn't it, with a long throw? Um, I think it shows how much we miss Miss McFadstein in there. To be honest, I think you know there doesn't seem to be any leadership at the back or organisation. And when you've got a keeper like Wilson who who doesn't come out for anything, and you know what what frustrates me is he's got the most clean sheets in the league. And I think that's more testament to Fads really than it is to Wilson because when you look at the games, I, I don't really. 
there's been a couple of games where I say, you know, Wilson made a great save or, you know, he's, he's kept us in the game. But if that, I don't remember many games where Wilson has actually pulled off some world-class saves. And I think, you know, we, I think it was the game at Huddersfield when we were talking afterwards and we were sort of congratulating how it was nice to see him come out and collect across. I mean, we shouldn't really be congratulating him for doing something that a keeper should be doing anyway. So yeah. it was almost a surprise where we saw him come out and collect a couple of crosses and we were like, it's great to see. But, you know, when you actually look at it, he should be doing that anyway. And I think that's the attitude at the moment. I just think with Moore, he's had an absolute stinker. Um, he was good last season, but he started off badly and got brought into Rex against Wrexham and had another poor game. I think his confidence shot to bits. And obviously, Wilson's been given a new contract. But, um, yeah, gone a bit off topic. But, we, yeah, with the goal itself, I just think um, it was just poor all round. It was just, it just seemed to fight, get in the inside the six-yard box, the penalty area with no real challenge. And it was a really soft goal to give away. I thought I thought Norton Norton Cuffey was also, in my opinion, to be blamed for the goal because he was on the far post when Dean Garner scored. And you know, when that ball comes across, you've got to make that ball yours. You've got to clear it for a corner, anything, just get that ball away. And he didn't. He just let Dean Garner get in front of him and he had a nice easy tapping. So I don't I think I think some of the blame can be can be, in my opinion, attached to Wilson, but also I felt Norton Cuffey fell asleep for that goal. Um and also, um, I think it was Doyle got under underneath the, the long throw. Yeah. But let's face it, Ken, this is not the first. This is not the first <laughs> no, not. long throw, is it? I mean, Wrexham. Is no, we, we we seem to struggle with them sort of people. With I mean, we haven't got a long throw expert in our team at the minute. But when we come up against one, we all seem to struggle, don't we? For some strange reason. But uh, as we said, I think with Fads missing, that that's a major blow to us because he tends to deal with that sort of thing and. When he's not in the team, we seem to be at sixes and sevens when you know set pieces come in and long throw-ins and free kicks and stuff like that. We tend, we just conceded too many goals like that, and we shouldn't be really. Um, uh, the new guy from Burnley played well again, I think on 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 Friday. He he, he did okay. Um, he he got a lot of headers on, and he was down our end, weren't he? In the first half, we could see he's winning a few tackles and a few headers. Um, so McNally did well for me on on Friday, and uh, but apart from him, I thought the defence were a bit shaky at times and uh, not very convincing, were they? Especially on set set plays, as you said. Yeah, it was just it just came as no surprise when that goal came because yeah. DK misses a header from a um, in the first half. Yeah, uh, Jed Wallace hits the post as well. Um, that was another incident, and you just felt I, you can just see a goal coming. They had the momentum with them. They, and it was it was just no surprise that they scored. We just we just seemed all at sea, and I just think yeah. There's a part of me, Reese. I mean, I might be a bit harsh there. So you think what are these, what what are they working on in training? Why are they not up for a game, a local derby against West Brom? It just felt like they just felt timid. It's not it's, it's not the first time they've been timid, and this is this is what frustrates me is that when you get to the second half and suddenly we start to look a better team. But why is it taking until we're one 0 down for for us to start playing? It, it, that's just it's a question that really I think Robbins has to answer, in my opinion. What's what's your thoughts? Well, to be honest, you say that, but last year we we come back so many times. You know, the amount of points we got from going a goal behind was was good. And you look at the League One season when we came up; it was the same again. I think there's so many games that we went behind and come to win. I think 
the problem is though we're getting to a point where the quality of opposition we're playing against we can't keep relying on that we need to start earlier and it almost seems like the players are trying to pace themselves through the game rather than coming out of the blocks early i'm not sure what you think of that but it's just frustrating i mean west brom had a good spell first first 20 minutes and after that west brom i don't think really played that well so I see it as a more of a, a missed opportunity. And to be honest, the chances we did create, you know, were, were golden chances to get back in the game. And to be honest, we could have snatched and grabbed a point really on a bad night. And, you know, I'm sure you're going to talk about it anyway, but the first half when uh, when Vic missed that one, I thought it was in. I, cheered, I thought I thought he put it away, but he missed. And you just think you, you've, got to, you've got to put them chances away. You have to put them chances away. And, um, yeah, I know Vic has been assisting lately, but the goals seem to dry up ever so slightly. Um, not that I'm complaining, because he's obviously got a few goals this season already. But when you get gifting chances like that, especially against a team like West Brom, you need to put them away. Yeah, I, I saw that miss in the first half. I don't know about you, Ken, but I, it was a long, it was right at the other end. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, it just went right right across. I think it was Alan's cross. I thought it went all the way across the line, like he, he didn't even get there. Yeah. But when you yeah. actually see the replay on Sky. Um, or I saw it on, my, on the app. It was like he did. He did actually get to the ball, but for some reason he steered it wide. I'm just like, yeah, that. That's it's so we, frustrating. <laughs> we couldn't quite see from where we were. It was a bit down the other end, but it, it looked like it just went straight across. But yeah, he did get to it, and it was a bad miss. Really, he should be putting them 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 away. I say, I say, you don't get many chances against teams like West Brom because uh, they're normally quite well organised and. Uh, and, and you know, when you do get them, you've got to take them, and, and we just failed to take our chances again. And it's the same old story, isn't it? You, you're only going to get a couple of golden chances like that, and you need to take yeah. you need to take them to stay in the game. And we didn't take them. Yeah, I mean that's not. I mean, second half, a um, couple of change. You made a few changes actually. Godden came on, Josh Eccles yeah. came on. Uh, I think for Norton Cuffey. I think Bidwell came off as well. Um, and we looked the best side, didn't we? Really, second half. We, we I mean. <laughs> Before, before, I, before you talk about the second half, this is a question here from Glenn, an interesting comment um, about the formation. Um, should we play Norton Cuff in a different role Glenn. than right back? Would a back four be better option than wing backs? I mean, this is kind of leading to sort of a change of formation second half. What's, what's your thoughts on, you know, future games? Should we look at maybe a different formation or do you think 3-5-2 is our best formation? It's a tough one, really, because you look at, the Burnley game, where it looked like Dabo and um, Norton Cuffey was playing, we looked a little bit, a little bit better. It, it's a tough one because I think you have to look at the opposition that you're playing against, and we do need a plan B. I think um, I think we look better with Eccles at right wing back than we do with uh, Norton Cuffey. Um, mm. I know. Eccles isn't a natural right wing back, but that's where we're at at the moment. You know, Dabo's not really found his form. He's he's been in and out injured. Um, so yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough question to be honest. It depends on what team we're playing and how they're going to set up. Um, but going forward, I think that is a weak link we need to look at, and we've we've known from this season that our wing backs have been our weak links. Um, but I think Eccles defensively has really improved. Um, he came on and. And looked looked quite good, quite quite assured, and gave us that little bit of extra um, stability. But yeah, um, I would 
I would probably give Norton Cuffey one more game uh, against Luton, and then I would probably play Eccles a few days after against Luton. Yeah, uh, against Millwall. Sorry, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he, if he puts Eccles in against Luton because they're, they're a strong physical side, aren't they, Luton? Uh, and I, I think Eccles will probably be the better option there. Um, I agree with Rich. Really, I think I think you know he's finding it hard a little bit to to find his feet. I mean, he's no doubt about it. He's got a, he's got talent. He is a good player, but obviously, um, he needs time to, to to find his feet, maybe. And at the moment, I probably think myself with Eccles coming back from injury, that might be the better option personally. Yeah. Evening, CJ. How are you doing? Good evening. All right. Yeah. 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 Good evening, mate. You all right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good evening. All right, mate. Just talking, CJ, about um, sort of changes that were made in the second half, and we suddenly looked a better side. I mean, you know, looking at say a future games like a Luton, do we is three five two still the, the, the your preferred for formation if you're in, if you're in the Mark Robin shoes, or do you think he could possibly change it for a future games? Maybe a, maybe four 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 one one or four four two even. I think if we were to go four at the back, it's not going to do a great deal of harm. I mean, we weren't going to win that game with five at the back the other day. Um, at half time, I personally would have probably taken Panzo off and brought Eccles on, and put put someone else in midfield. Well, obviously move Eccles into midfield. Um, that would have been my that would have been my what I ordered in at half time because we weren't winning that game at half time really. Um, you know, with five at the back, so might as well try something different, <clears throat> and. Um, we the floodlights could have opened and we could have conceded a lot more, but you know that's still zero points in it. So mm-hmm. I would have. That's what I would have personally done. Um, I'd like to see us try four at the back again. I mean, we've tried it before, and yeah, but I'd, I'd like to see us try it and um, and see how we get on. Yeah, uh, I was going to read out some comments from our audience. Uh, Paul Hughes, evening everyone. Just not on, not on it on Friday. Very disappointing. West Brom's experience and strength showed. Um, Glenn makes a comment about, um, as it's just over a year ago, we played Southampton in the, in the FA Cup fourth round and we put on a very good, a great performance. Has, have we made any progress the last year since that game? Um, go to the UK and what's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, I think we've made a little bit of progress. Yeah, we, I think we're improving all the time, you know, but obviously players come and go and uh, we've had a few bit of bad luck with injuries and stuff. So, Probably in playing our strongest team at the moment, you know, with with players that are out injured, but we we can't help that's part and parcel of the game. We've got to try and cope with that as the best as we can. But you know, um, overall, I, I think we're improving all the time. And yeah, we you know we, we were you know poor. I think the other nights, especially in the first half on Friday, and we did improve uh, as 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 the game went on. But we didn't really create that many clear cut chances, did we? And that's my biggest concern. And and yeah, you're right. We might have to go to four four two or something like that with with Godden coming back um, to take the pressure off Big Vic. I think maybe, and yeah. you know, I think that he might do that on on a few occasions, depending on who we're playing. Of course, different tactics to different games, and I think Robin's, especially at home, I think he'll probably do that rather than away from home. He tends to go for the two up front at home, doesn't he, rather than away. Yeah, I. I, I... I personally, I think for Luton, I'd still go one up front. I'm not 100% mm. sure on two up front. Um, but it's it's a hard one, really. I mean, we're not, we're not, um, 
we're not getting much goals out of one up front at the moment. So I just don't no. know. Um, I, I, must have, I think Luton, Luton are a physical side. To be fair to Yoko, he actually had a good game at Luton at their place. But um, yeah, I, I, thought, I think for this game, to be fair, we had, as, as Reese mentioned earlier, we had two very good chances. We've seen one very good yeah. chance in the first half where Yoko puts it wide and to me, that he used to score, then, then, then he missed it. But anyway, um, CJ, I just wanted to ask you a question about sort of our, our starts to the game, sort of last, certainly first 30 minutes. Do you feel sometimes we, we give the opposition too much respect? We certainly make it easy for them sometimes. And um, that's something that we've got to, we've clearly got to address, isn't it? Um, I mean, the goal on Friday was just, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, I, I I don't know what to say about it really, to be honest with you. <laughs> I've, I've watched it two or three times and yeah, um, um, it, it's not, it's not going to be, it's not been a good weekend. We, I was at Twickenham yesterday and I saw some catastrophic defending there as well. So I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm not really happy to be honest after this weekend, but um, mm. I've got to say that we, I think, as as I said, as I said before, I, I think let's just try with a four. What arms it actually going to do? And thought that I thought this for a while. You know, uh, I, I said it last season as well. Really, let's try something a little bit different because ninety nine percent of the time you can actually pick our starting eleven, and if we can pick our starting eleven, so can the opposition, and it, that makes it easy from the start. And I noticed like. Um, there does seem to be a large proportion of our fans. I don't know if any of you guys are on Fan Hub, but there's a large proportion of our fans seem to pick at least sort of ten out of eleven every week on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that says a lot. As I said, if we if we know what's going on, um, the opposition knows what's going on, um, and yeah, it's fairly predictable. It's a bit. It's, it's probably slightly harder now. Just well, it's slightly harder just simply because. We have got a few more bodies. Well, we've probably got the same amount of bodies at the door, but we've got more useful bodies through the door, so to speak. Mm. You know, they're a bit, you know, they're, they're adding a bit more than what we had before. Um, but I would, I would, yeah, I mean, even even with that, it's still fairly easy to predict the players that we're going we're gonna to pick. But let's mix things up a bit. You know, let's mix things up a bit. Let's possibly try a couple up front. Maybe, maybe go four at the back. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I I, I was I, I used a fan hub, and I always got uh, last season. I always got about two or three wrong because Robbins would go with a, with a left field selection. Yeah. Whereas you're right this season, I I could probably name like I, I said on the previous show that I'd go the same opposition, uh, same so same team for this game, and and it duly happened. He didn't sort of pour anything out of the rabbit. Mm. Um, got a couple of comments here about Josh Eccles. I'll go to this one here from um, your your average Coventry fan. Um, Josh Eccles, um, should he be starting on Saturday? And what other changes would you make if you're Mark Robbins? Let's go to you, Reese. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, tough question. I think it it's up for debate to to start Eccles. It depends how fit he is. I think Robbins will know how fit he is rather than us speculating. If Eccles is 100% fit, ready to rock and roll, I'd play him. Um, Norton Cuffey, is, he's been okay. I don't think he's set the world alight just yet. I think um, 
I'd like to see um, the, the Man City lad in there as well for Bidwell, or maybe drop Panzo and drop Bidwell into left centre back. I think the problem we've got is the going back to the question what Glenn said earlier about um, have we progressed from last year? I don't think we have. I think obviously the start we've had wasn't necessarily our fault with the pitch and stuff like that, but we've been playing catch up ever since. But I think. Um, Matson's a big miss. I don't think we ever replaced him. I know he's only a lone player, but Bidwell just doesn't give us that, that same outlet at all. I think Bidwell, I've, I've been watching him closely because me and my dad have been speaking about him a bit. And I think with Bidwell, he has been defensively sound the first first quarter of the season. But now he, he just, the amount of times he was out of position, he do, he's either, he doesn't, he either doesn't get forward enough or he's, He's 30 yards, uh, you know, up the pitch for where he should be. It, it seems that tactically he doesn't really understand where he needs to be. And I think Albright, and the first 20 minutes, Albrighton must have got, round, you know, got behind him four or five times and Bidwell wasn't wasn't within 10 yards of him. So I think we need to change the wing-backs for sure. We need a plan B. Um, going to up front, I'm not too sure, like you said, but, you know, Maguire's on a six-month contract. I mean, how... How fit is he? Can we can we see a bit more of him? You know, he, he had I think he had about 10, 15 minutes. But um, yeah. I think we need to start him. I think we need to see him and maybe drop Allen. I know he won't drop Allen, but I'd like to see us play with two attack-minded midfielders who are going to support Vic. Because the amount of times lately Vic's had the ball and he's got no support and we're slow to get, you know, the bodies up with him to support him. So I think... Um, Having having the free loanies at the back as well, um, it's the mindset really. I mean, Doyle will obviously go back to Man City. I can't. I don't think there's any chance of us signing him. Um, you know, the the lad from Burnley. I think he looks pretty good. We'll, we'll see where we are with him at the end of the season. If Burnley go up, there might be an opportunity to get him in. Uh, Panzo going right off Panzo lately. I think he's been really poor. I'm not sure what's happened there. He seems that he's lack of confidence on the ball. Um, I think he's just he's giving away silly balls. I mean, it, it's not a, a pass, you know, a Gus Homer pass where he's trying to force the play and he doesn't quite get it right, but he, he gives it away in really dangerous positions. And he seems that he's right off the pace at the moment. So to be honest with you, I'm not saying Panzo's turned a bad player overnight, but I think he needs to rest. I think he needs to refocus. And the option is that if Fats and Rose are not, are not available, then maybe drop Bidwell in the left centre-back role. Because I think... Bidwell does look a better player in a left centre back role than he does a left wing back, and then that's where you bring the, the Man City uh, lad in left wing back. Maybe that's probably the changes I would make or look yeah, to make. I think, yeah, I think you're spot on there. I, I would, I would do that. I thought um, Ez Brown Wilson, Wilson Ez Brown, I can't remember which way around it is, but I thought he looked pretty good when he came on. I thought he um, he looked good going forward, and I actually think Bidwell, you see, right, it's Edwards. I think he's a better better defensive player. So I think he's an option in that, in that back three. If 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 for argument's sake Fat McFadden's not going I'm assuming he's not going to be fit for the next Saturday, you could you could bring Bidwell into that left left you know that left side of the of the three um with maybe Doyle and, and McNally. Um I think that might look a, a slightly stronger defence. I, I would probably look at uh, dropping Panzo because I he's just making too many mistakes. So this is not the first game he's been doing making too many mistakes. I thought in the Huddersfield game he made a lot of misplaced passes, which fortunately we were up against a pretty poor opposition. We got away with it. But 
when you're playing teams like West Broms, the Norwiches, the Burnleys, you don't get away with that. You know, they punish you. And I thought where we were vulnerable on on um, on Friday night was was, was the wing backs defensively. They got a lot of joy certainly um, on the right hand side. You know, where with crosses and, and that obviously the long throw and that. And we just we didn't seem to cope with that. Um, Ken's question here from Glenn again about um, Norton Cuffey is it, it should we look to play him in a different role other than right wing back? Would a back four be better option over wing backs? I think the point, I mean, the point he would possibly be, might be making is that if you watch the Burnley game, for example, I thought Norton Cuffey looked really good when he was going forward. Yes, Is it asking a lot of him to do both jobs or not really? Well, that, that, that was his best game, I think, so far I've seen him against Burnley. He, he was, they all play well against Burnley. And we're, as you know, we're very lucky to lose that game. Um, I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, I would certainly be tempted to go to change tactics and go four at the back. Definitely, um, I would, uh, be, especially at home, um, show a bit more attacking in you know endeavour with, especially with Godden coming back as well. We've got to we've got to get Godden some game time, haven't we? As well, he's got to start playing. He's no good him sitting on the bench, you know. And I know Vic's on his own up there, and he and, he, and he's doing well. But I, th- I think we've got to get Godden and Vic on the pitch together. And I think now's the time to do that. Maybe with the two home games coming up. Maybe change a little, tweak the tactics a little bit, and uh, it's going to surprise the opposition, opposition as well because they might not expect that, obviously. And uh, they'll think we're going to play one up front, and we'll, we'll surprise them and play two. But you know, that, I, th- I think he's got to do that. We've got, to, we've got to start creating goals and chances. We the last couple of games we haven't really created that many chances, have we? And we know O'Hare's the, the main miss, you know, the main kingpin for us, if you like, creating chances and. He's a, he's a major blow, obviously, with him being out. So, we haven't really got the same sort of player. I know Palmer comes in and does a good job, to be fair, Palmer. I thought he was very lucky to be brought off the other night because he, he was doing OK. Um, he gives the ball away sometimes needlessly, but so does the others, you know. I mean, but attack-minded, I think Palmer's, you know, he's got, he, he creates it, creates and he gets in there with a few goals as well. He's scored a few goals lately as well. So, I, I'd rather keep Palmer on the pitch. As long as possible, to be honest, and I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised they brought him off um, on Friday night. But yeah, tactically, I'd change it. I'd go. I'd go personally with a two up front on the next two games. Would you go along with that, CJ? Would you bring Matthew Godden back potentially for Luton, or do you think we go with with Yokerez on his own? I think we've, we we might as well give him a go. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Before his injury, I thought he was. He was. He just wasn't firing at all, and mm. you know. The, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was carrying a niggle before he was out um, for the, all that time. I don't know. I mean, I think it was the Birmingham game where he was just very, very, very poor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's similar to what I think Reese said about um, Eccles. You know, how we, he might not be fit. He might not be fit to start a game. He might be able to come on for sort of fifteen, twenty-minute cameos. Um, for now, and you know, uh, maybe push towards the end of the season about starting him. Possibly, I don't know. But um, and as he said, Robbins knows more than us, so I would. But I'd I'd like to I'd like to see us try it if he's available. Um, and I'd, same same goes to what I said at four at the back. What what arms it going to do at the moment? Really, mm-hmm. um, we are going to if carrying as we are, we are going to nick, nick wins here and there. We we will do. Regardless of how poorly we could play poorly every single game until the end of the season, but 
we'd we'd still pick up wins here and there and, and points here and there. So, um, but I I would still I would still like us to see us change it a little bit and um, yeah, just just try something a bit different. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Just a just a cut in, Mark. Sorry, quickly. I've just um yeah, so I've got to go in a minute. But um with with the back four, what we probably could do is if we play two up top and got them, we can get an hour out of Godden. I mean I think we've got to go for it, like say. Um but if we play Eccles and say the lad for Man City as brand on uh, left back and then play Eccles right back, what we could do when we're attacking is get them high up the pitch and let Sheaf drop in as a back three. So if we do get counter attack, we've got the back three there. And getting forward, I mean, like like we said earlier, it's it's getting the bodies in the box. And if if you've got if if Hamer's on the ball and Palmer, and he's got you know the two wing, the, the two fullbacks high up the pitch, you know, we remember Matson last year and Dabo when they were both firing, they were always high up high up the pitch. And I think if we've got options up there, I can see Hamer and Palmer who both got quality of passing them. They they can find the likes of Godden. And, and Vic up top, and even if um, Vic drifts wide, we can still get Palmer and Godden into the box, and we've got the, the full-backs high up the pitch. And like you say, we've, we've got Sheaf, who can probably play a bit deeper and give us that little bit of stability when if we counter-attack. And plus, when we're defending, if we've got a solid back four there with Sheaf, I, I was always against the back four, but thinking about it, we've probably defensively, uh, attacking, sorry, have got more option going forward if we play that. And it seems silly because we're playing an extra person at the back. But there's ways, you know, Liverpool, are, for example, not this year, but a couple of seasons ago, they always had Fabinho drop in the three and let Robertson and, and Arnold get forward. And I'm not saying that we're that same quality, but the same ethos of getting them forward, mm-hmm. then we can cause we can cause them a lot of problems. Because with um, Esbrand, I think he's not a left back, but if you play him high up the pitches, we can see little glimpses of him against Norwich and West Brom, um, I think he, he's, he, there's a player in there that you can see there's clear quality. And he he could do a job where we've really missed Matson from last year. So I'll, I'll go for it, to be honest, especially at home. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, the comment, I mean, the comment about Norton Cuffey from Rotherham fans when we signed him was, very good going forward, but but not great defensively. And I, I can see why they're coming from now, having watched. Um, I think he's featured now. Is it four games now? He's featured for us, and it's it's kind of. I think I think the only good thing of the Burnley game was I think he was playing a, a more advanced role, and he, he did actually look good. But in the other games, I just feel he's he loses he loses concentration to me. And, and the goal the goal was kind of you know the same thing. The goal it was like. Long throw, and he, he's not. He's not. He's not attacking the ball. He's not trying to get it clear, and he allows uh, Dean Garner to, to score an easy goal. It was just, you know, it was poor all round, really. Um, but I think I, I, I think that there is there is. It'd be good to have a, a different formation. We need to have a plan B because, as as, it, as it said before, teams seem to know. They seem to know how to set us up, set up against us, and we don't seem to cope. And I think the one thing that frustrated me a lot on. Friday was the amount of time we were just playing long ball to Vic and it just wasn't going anywhere. It was going straight to an Alpine shirt and then we're, we're defending again. And it's just time and time and time on that game it was, that was happening. It was just, it was just, it was just annoying me. It was just frustrating. Um, second half, I thought, I mean, there's two, there were two big incidents there. Second half, I thought Jokeres's miss when he hits it over the bar was, was, a, was a, you know, 
poor miss. I think, I think I don't know about you guys' thoughts on Jokeres. I I just think since the Sheffield United game, we misses the penalty. He, he hasn't quite been on it. You know, he hasn't scored any goals. I don't think since then has he? Like, he just I don't know. Is it is it a confidence thing? I do you think he's lacking confidence, or, or, or am I being a bit harsh? I think he's just a bit isolated. He just feels like he's on his own. The other, the other night, um, the midfield just were just not there. And that that, that first mm-hmm. half in particular, and this is what I was saying about beefing up that midfield, that's what I would have done at half-time. Um, I think it says a lot about how important Sheaf is to our, to how we play because he didn't play very well. And generally, when he doesn't play well, we, it, we really struggle. Um, other players on our side can have an off day. Like for example, as important as Gokarez is, if the other ten players are on song and we're putting balls into the box constantly, every so often the ball's going to hit somebody on the leg, hit somebody on the back of the ass, and just go in. You know, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's it, it's, it's going to happen if we if the rest of the team are, are, are playing well enough and getting those balls into the box and playing the balls along along the deck and everything. It, it's going to come off a leg or some you know or, or even off an opposition player. It will it will happen in the end. But if if Sheaf is not playing well, generally it affects Hamer and the ball just sort of went straight through him so many times in that first half. And um, second half, it was almost like they had a rocket. Uh, they were given a rocket. I don't know whether I don't know whether Robbins basically just focused on them too in the second half. I'm not sure, but I don't know. But um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Things things did seem to improve, but with without them, and then you've got you've got. Alan that does what he does and buzzes around and you know I, I, I like Alan for what he for what he does he put a lot of energy in there and everything else but ultimately it just seems like there was kind of nothing between the defense and Alan a lot of the time um and when there's nothing between the defense and Alan um Alan's not going to get the ball so that means Gokarez ain't getting the ball ultimately mm-hmm. so I think um yeah, I, I, I just think, as as I said, um, getting somebody extra behind behind Gokarez, um in that midfield would help him a lot. And he just looked completely, as I said, looked completely isolated for a lot of that game. He, he was just picking balls up to him. And even if he won it, he had three men round him. Yeah, He isn't going to beat three men every single time. He might do every other time, but not. Not every single time, and that that that's our problem. And we're not playing. You know, we play it on the deck, and we, we saw it. Um, I think it was McNally that played a poor pass forward, and it just. I think it was towards Gokarez, and it just got gobbled up, and then straight we're on the back foot again. Um, it, yeah. Um, so that that's that was our major. Uh, that was our major issue, I think, on Friday. And yeah, yeah I I just think. We're not helping him at all. Whether having a strike partner will help him, I don't know. Whether whether we'd be better off having somebody else playing behind him, I don't know. But well, to try, but I think it's try at least one of those things. Yeah. It's in possession and out of possession though, because the amount of time the West Brom back three had on the ball was was ridiculous. I mean, we were just sitting back. It was there was no high press. I mean, last year was high energy, high press, and I know obviously we spoke about that. O'Hare's not there, but. It's the numbers, like you say, Vic will then press to the centre back and then it will go left or right, and then there's no one else there. I mean, Palmer is what gets me at the moment is it's frustrating because 
Alan is caught between is he playing number eight or is he playing number ten? You know, he he's not. It, it doesn't seem that maybe it's a tactical issue that it doesn't. We're not sure where he's meant to be playing. I mean, it would be better that attacking wise, does he then drop in as a ten because he doesn't get high enough up the pitch? But out of possession, he seems to sit back again. So that just invites pressure on, and I, I'm. It's a bit frustrating because obviously where there's divided opinion about Alan at the moment. But actually, where where is he playing? Is he, he he runs around all over the pitch and you can't knock him for hard work. But actually, is he is he playing? In the middle of midfield, is he meant to be uh, supporting Vic? And like you say, how many times did the ball go up to Vic and he, he either wins the ball or the second ball? There's nobody within five, ten yards of the second ball. You know, Vic's going to always give his his defenders a hard night, no, no matter if he's scoring or not. But the problem is, out of possession, there, there's no support for him either. So, And you can see he's getting frustrated because... He's running around trying to press and he's looking left and right and there's no one there with him pressing. So maybe the argument is there that we, we do play a second a second striker with Godden because you know you'll get a shift out of Godden even when the ball's not falling to him or he's not really creating chances and he had a bit of poor form like, like CJ said before he got injured. But with, with an extra body up there, at least we're pressing. But the amount of time uh, the West Brom defence had on the ball, it was just so frustrating because they just they could do what they want with it. The amount of times they had the ball and they were literally walking with it. I mean, we're one nil down. Mm. You know, we've, we've got to get the ball and get the ball off them and, and, and go for it, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, Reese. I, I, when we had when we had the ball, it was like we had no time on it. You know, we, we, we were trying to give away. It was, it was like it's like touching a hot potato, you know, trying to throw it to, you know, you don't, you don't want the ball kind of thing. And we were playing, we were making mistakes and they were, and they were doing that through their press. And, and you should say they when they when they had the ball, it's almost like they had the freedom of West Bromwich to do whatever they want, and it really frustrated me. And it just there seems to be a lack of urgency, and that's what that's what frustrates me. Um, got a couple more comments here from our audience. Thank you for all your comments tonight. It's really appreciated. Uh, Adam Hooper didn't think anyone was great on Friday. For me, we didn't win a single individual battle anywhere on the pitch. Um, kind of leading on to what our discussion, Alan. Why can Palmer last only an hour every week? We need we need players for ninety minutes. Is that is that a fair comment, Ken? On that? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if Palmer's fully fit yet. He seems to. You're right. He, he just come off, doesn't he? Quite regular. He didn't tend to play the whole ninety minutes for whatever reason. Whether he was carrying a knock or we, we, there's something we don't know. But you're right. He, he, Robbie's just tend to bring Palmer off quite a lot, um, which is a bit frustrating sometimes because he's a good player and he can. Nick a goal here and there as well, so maybe this it's a fitness thing. I, I don't know. Maybe he's carrying a knot that we don't know about. But uh, I'd certainly like Palmer to stay on for ninety minutes because I think he's he's a, he's a good player. He's a clever player. Um, and I say he's got the ability to nick the odd goal here and there. So yeah, I mean it, it is strange that he does come off um, on a regular basis. So he has done the last few few games, hasn't he? So. I don't know. I don't know whether he's carrying a knock or anything, but obviously Robbins must know the team better than we do, and we've got to trust him with his decisions, haven't we? It is frustrating yes. sometimes when we see it. We think, well, why is he bringing him off and this, that and the other? But obviously we don't know the answers to that. That He, he does know, so um, we have to trust him with that. But, yeah. Um, but I do rate Palmer. I think he's a good, clever player for us, and I think mm-hmm. he'll, eventually he'll... Once he gets a few games under his belt and gets his feet under the table, he'll, he'll do all right. Yeah. 
CJ, one for you uh, from Glenn about um, he's, he's puzzled that, you know, why are we taking Palmer off and leaving Allen on? Uh, and we also bring uh, Kelly on in injury time. Um, Robbins needs to be a bit braver with changes. Is that is that a fair 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 assessment? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, mm. I was a little bit unsure why we brought Kelly on when we did. If yeah, we on, if he can play a half, you know, like I said earlier, if we brought him on at half time instead of Eccles, you know, like I said, I'd rather have Eccles on at that point. But if we'd have brought him on at that point instead of Eccles and he would, you know, he could have beefed up Matt Vinfield a bit and, you know, that's, yeah, but I mean, he just, yeah, it's just really, it, it was really bizarre why we made that change when we did. But I mean, Palmer, I think following on from what Ken has said, he, you look at his, you look at his career, he's, he's played the joint amount of games, well, joint most games this season than he has for his whole career. He played 25 for Huddersfield and he played mm. 25 for um, Bristol. Bristol City, I think, mm. one season. Where the, the rest of the time, he's, he's been like high teens, um, low 20s. Yeah, and we've still got 17 games left. Mm. So there's still 17 more games for him to play in. And yeah, maybe he can only play an hour. Maybe that's just that. That I I haven't really looked into how long he's played in each of those games throughout the throughout his career, but he's getting more minutes here than he's ever had before. Yeah, and he's being used a lot more than he ever has before, and maybe maybe that just means that we have to take him off after an hour. And he's clearly a talented player, but I think sometimes every so often he just need he does need a bit of a rocket. But maybe maybe he's just his his energy levels just aren't quite there. Um. Because he's just being used more than he ever has been before, um, and yeah, and that it does that does worry me a little bit. So seeing a player that's like really talented, and yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously he's had injuries, and you know, but even even so, you just expected him to play a bit more than he has. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean that. that that's what I'd say. I mean, Alan, I think could still be running around now. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it was. And maybe mm. Alan, Alan could still be running around now, and he'd still be at the same pace he was in in the fifth minute. Um, there was one, yeah, mm. but there was, there was once in the second half, Jamie Allen. You know, he had the ball inside, just outside the penalty area, and he, he literally had, he had a shooting opportunity. But he just took one, two touches, and then they and then they cleared yeah. it, and that that kind of summed it up for me. It was like. Just need that that extra bit of quality in that final third. Side, yeah. kick, score, try and shoot to the keeper's left. Try and mm. slide it in. It's, you know that's one one there. And you know hindsight being a wonderful thing. That's Casey Parnham position. Does does he does he uh, does he score that? You know. But mm. I was amazed that uh, Palmer got took off and and Allen was kept on. I just didn't understand it. And it's an interesting point. I probably can count on one hand the number of games that Palmer's probably played ninety minutes. Um, and if we're saying that he can only play for 60 minutes, he's not fit, then I have to question, you know, why, why is he not match fit? What, what's the issue there? Why, why can't he not play 90 minutes? Unless it's a tactical decision by Robbins, I don't know. But it just seems bizarre to me because Robin, um, uh, Palmer has shown glimpses that he's, he's got a lot of quality. He, he has played very well for us and he's, he's scored some good goals. And I think there are, there are you know, he, he's, he's had a good season. I'd say maybe 
a seven out of ten season. But there is that there's that little frustration for me with fitness. I, you know, why is he coming off after sixty minutes? I just don't understand why. Why was Alan still on? Because I, I couldn't see Alan, Alan influencing the game. I couldn't see Alan being that man. In fact, in Alan's defence, however, he did create that chance the first half of Yokerez, which misses. I, I, I will say that. But a lot of games, I just don't see what Alan brings to the team. It's just, yes, it's hard work, but I, ex- I expect all my players, you know, all, all players give hard work. That's the minimum you expect from a, as a fan. But to know, I'm just, it's just frustrating, isn't it, really? I, I don't know why, why he can't last 90, 90 minutes. It's just, you know, obviously only, only Robbins knows that. It's just, you know, disappointing, really. Yeah, I think I think the only thing with Casey Palmer, I personally thought he was brought in as cover for O'Hare and give give O'Hare a bit more of a break and give us another dimension. But the way it's worked, that Casey Palmer ends up being the only number ten that we have available. So maybe that's got something to do with it. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it it is a strange one. I think um, Casey Palmer in glimpses looks very good. Um, the problem is you've got you've got Jamie Allen who, like you say, runs all day, but he he covers a lot of ground, which if he didn't cover that ground, we'll probably see more holes that will potentially present themselves to the opposition. But the amount of times he's brushed off the ball or been, the, the player not seems to easily knock it past him, he's he's a bit he's a bit weak um, off the ball and that, uh, on the ball, sorry as well. So it's a bit frustrating. But yeah, going back to Palmer, I think like I say, he he was probably brought in as a backup to O'Hare without sounding disrespectful to Palmer because he has, I think he's done a lot better than what a lot of people probably thought. But he's had the opportunity with O'Hare being injured. But it's a shame, really, because as soon as O'Hare got fit, I thought these two could could really set set the world alight for us. Um, but it's all, it's got some maybes, isn't it, I suppose. it's. Uh, I think he's doing a, doing a good job. Can he do a great job? Absolutely. But then he has to work on his fitness, however he does that. I think as well what we've got to look at is Palmer was a very, you know, hit and miss player wherever he's been. And for I think it's credit to the coaching staff to get in the I think we are getting probably 70, 80 percent of Casey Palmer at the moment. Um but he was one of them bright Enabakari type of signings where he could be a world beater or he could be just a completely waste of a signing. So I think Palmer needs to be given a little bit more credit than what maybe people are suggesting. But like you say, there, there's probably still a little bit left in there that, that can come out. So maybe that will come in time. Yeah, I agree. I think I think there's definitely another twenty there's another sort of twenty percent we can get out of Casey Palmer. Um, I think I think he's a very talented player and certainly I think he's I think he's done I think overall he's done a decent job. It's not been easy because I think as we all know, Callum here is a massive miss, but I think he's done a, he's done a reasonably good job overall. I just it just frustrates me that in a game where we're training one nil, we're taking off a player that potentially could, you know, help us get get a goal. I just it just didn't just didn't feel that way with Alan. Uh, and the only thing I can think of is he felt that Alan had more energy, more legs, and that's the only thing I could think of from Robin's point of view why he went in that direction. But for me, I just couldn't understand it. Um, I'm just going to read out a few more comments here from our audience. Um, on Panzo, Aaron, even Aaron, uh, Aaron said, um, Panzo always seems to have a five or ten minute spell every game where he loses his composure and makes mistakes. Yeah. He would be a decent player if he could get over that. I think it's a psychological thing with Panzo because I've seen I've seen games with Panzo where he's he, he's been on fire and, and, and he's marked players out of the game. 
um, and, and also he's he's good at set piece as well. But yeah, he's he's been a bit disappointing. I'd, he's probably someone I would consider dropping for for the losing game. Um, could I make a comment here about are we are we better playing Alan Hamer in, 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 the, in the box formation than than play two from Sheath, Eccles, Kelly, and Norton Cuffey as a midfield two? Is that something, CJ, you you might consider if you're Mark Robbins? Yeah. As I said, let's let's just try it. What arm can it do? I mean, Lutner are good. Look, Lutner are a good side. They're well organised side, and yeah, and the, the, at the end of the day, they're higher up. They're higher up than ninety percent of the table. Well, ninety five percent of the table. So, I'd um, I think they're fourth, aren't they? So, yeah, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. Yeah, I couldn't believe they were fourth. They're, Still they're, doing well. They're mm. higher up than what um what West Brom are. So yeah, um yeah. So the the end of the day, I don't want to say. Well, I don't want to say it's another free hit because we're going to have so many of these free hits against <laughs> these sides that are either in form or uh, you know up, up the top end of the league. Um, but yeah, I'd um I, I think let's just try let let's try something different. Let's try something different. Like I said, probably about four or five times tonight. Let's try something different. Well, we've got to have, we've got to have, I think, haven't we? we've got to try something different now. Uh, he, he needs to have a, another plan. We've only place. got one option in reality yeah. up front. Yeah, in reality, because God, God, and up front on his own is just not going to work. No, no, um, no. We know that he can't. He's not going to play. He's, you know, he's not going to go out and play ninety minutes on his own. Probably. Yeah. Even if he, even if he's a hundred percent fit, he's not going to be doing that. No. So our only real option is Gokarez, and so let's let's try and put somebody else up there with him, or get somebody directly behind him, someone else directly behind him. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think we've got to start creating some chances, um, and to do that, I think you've got to have two up front at the moment because we, we say we're missing important players, and we need to take advantage of what we've got at the minute and Godden's coming back and I think we need to play him he's you know he came on against Huddersfield didn't he he nearly scored didn't he he was good save from the keeper he did so, yeah you know he's very he lucky there. He was so I mean we all know he can finish so he takes his chances as well Godden when he gets some so um, let's hope Robbins and I've got a funny feeling he will to be fair I've got a funny feeling he may do that against Luton on Saturday yeah it's not a game I'm not 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 <laughs> not looking forward to that game personally. I, I'm going back to my pessimism now. I'm afraid uh, for those who are watching, but um, I, I I think we'll struggle against Luton. I mean, Luton are another side. You got to look at their league record. They've only lost seven games all season. I think other yeah. than the top two sides, they've lost the fewest games in the division, haven't they? So yeah, you know, it, it's it's another game. I mean, we've got Luton and Millwall next two home games. Um, two tough games. Yeah, yeah, two tough really games. Tough. Uh, we didn't get any points against them at home last season in either game. So, I think Luton, Luton's a sort of game where you have to fight and battle. They're a physical side. Um, you, you you can't you can't um, yeah you got to be strong. You got you got you got to battle with them. Um, question here from Sky Blue Sam Reese about you know our, our coaches. You know, do, do we ask questions of our coaches regarding our defending? Our set pieces are also really, really poor at the moment. I mean, do you think it's a fair? Do you think it's fair to criticise Robbins and Ad and, and Dennis Lawrence regarding that side of things? Well, possibly. I mean, when when we went that 
a decent run where we didn't concede many goals. I mean, Fads was in the team. Uh, so you've got to look at that and say that's a big hole. You've got three lone defenders there. So how committed are they? Uh, I think Doyle has been a breath of fresh air this year, but he does look like he needs an experienced player with him to carry him through certain situations. I mean, I think Doyle has been great, in my opinion. Um, uh, McNally's looking a good player. I'd like to see more of him. Uh, I just think Panzo's been the weak link. And yeah, set pieces. I think it just goes back to organisation. Because we, Panzo has been off form, but overall was, has been okay this season. So they're not bad players. I just think sometimes when you've got three individual players like that who haven't built any chemistry with each other because they're all lone players. Mm. I mean, that was McNally's second game. Uh, you've got Panzo as well. That They haven't built that that chemistry as a back three where Fads, Rose and Hyam did. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. There, there's a lot of excuses you can look at, but I just think it's it's basic defending that we, you know the goals we've been given away. You look at Norwich, we tore us apart first half an hour. Um, I just think you need an experienced head in there because you've got talented players, but you know the experience probably isn't there. So yeah, you, something needs to change. I think the moral of the story is that I think something's got to change. We we're being we, we've become too predictable. Uh, like you say, uh, we spoke about it, touched on it earlier, but I think a lot of the opposition know exactly who's going to play, exactly what jobs they do, uh, what they bring to the table. But if we change it up against Luton and say, right, so four at the black, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play Godden up top as well, uh, high wing, uh, high full-backs, Sheaf drops in maybe. I think Luton, we could throw Luton off there. Um, but if we play the same back three, uh, no plan B, stick, stick to what we know. I think the form guy t- shows that since the World Cup, the, the results haven't been great. So I think, yeah, we do need to change something. But I just, I just, Fads needs to hurry up and, and get fit and come back, doesn't he? Because you know, there's a lot, of, there's there's a lot of fans out there who who slate him, but I think he's he's been immense this season. And you know, the amount of times that the, that ball comes in, set pieces or crosses, I mean, Fads has got a, a magnet and on his head. He he gets his head to everything. So. Yeah, you could look at that. But even when you watch the games, you can see Fads. He's always, you know, carrying the other players through. If it's Rose, if it was Hyam last year, if it's Doyle and Panzo, he's telling them positionally where they need to be, who they're marking. You know, it 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 makes a huge difference. And I just I just think it looks exactly what it is at the moment. We've got three individual players at the back who are three lone players who haven't played a lot of games with each other, to be honest. Yeah, spot on with that. I think. We, we 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 just lack leadership. I think is, is the big thing. We're not not just it's not just it's the whole team. It's not just down to defensively. It's it's the whole team. Um, we just we we don't have that sort of you know they have that Michael Doyle type of character. You know someone yeah. who, who can give the players a you know a rocket because we, we you know we've got a nice bunch of lads, but sometimes you need a rocket and we don't we just this don't there's, there's no one. It doesn't appear to be anyone from what I'm seeing who can do that. Um, would you would you would you change the captaincy then? Because just about to say that. You know, yeah. Would you change the captaincy? Would you maybe give it to Hamer? Who would you give it to? <laughs> maybe Hamer or mm. I don't know, well, I, I, I'd say Hamer on the basis that his discipline. I mean, since his two red cards, his discipline's actually improved vastly. Mm. Um, 
I think he's possibly the only person I could think of, or Ben Sheaf. He's another one I would say. Um, but clearly, I, I don't feel Allen's is is hard worker. Now. He doesn't strike me as a leader. And we've no. he's not a leader of men. Is he? He's not a leader of men. Um, we can talk. We can talk about McFadden till the cows come home. But the fact of the matter is, he's not. He, he, he's not. He's not fit. So <laughs> people need to step. Need, need to step up. And that's, that's a simple thing. We need. We need. We need people to step up. And when you're playing teams like the Lutons, any team, the Lutons and and Millwalls this world, as we've got next two games, we we need men. We need guys who are going to going to be up for the fight. I'm not suggesting. I'm not suggesting the players aren't up for the fight, but we need someone to, you know, just just show some leadership, make 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 bold decisions. The goal the goal against West Brom is is, is typical of that. The fact that no one's taking ownership of that of that long throw, and you know, it's the second time in the space of a few games, like the Wrexham game, where we can see the goal from a long throw. Goalkeepers not taking ownership, defenders aren't taking ownership, and it's just, it's not good enough. So that's a big problem, is is, is lack of leaders. Um, mm. I don't know, I just, and I, I think from the early comment, I just think, what are the coach is doing to address that? What's Robin's doing to address that? What's he telling the players? Because it's just not good enough. There's so many times we're just conceding poor goals and lack of communication. And it just feels like players are lacking in confidence. Against the West Brom game, it, it should be a big derby and we should be up for it. But we, 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 pay, the, we, we, we pay far too much respect to, to West Brom. Cheers, Race. I just feel like we pay too, far too much respect to them. I don't know what your thoughts are. We, we just look like we don't want to get in their faces like we did like last, last season. We're completely different. You know, we, we play up Fulham, for example. We won them two games. We we were right in their faces, but this season doesn't doesn't appear that way. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are. I think what go, going for what you said about the captaincy. Who? I think the big the big issue is is that effectively we've got three captains in the squad, and all three of them just ain't fit because <laughs> one's you know. <laughs> What what McFadden's what thirty six, and Kelly's thirty three, but he's probably got a, a body older than McFadden's, and then you've got you've got Gordon who's probably got a body older than the other two, <laughs> um, yeah. even though he's the younger of the three. But you know there there are three there are the three that you put the armband on, and none of them are in the squad and. You know, realistically, you can't really say guarantee any of any of the three of them are going to play ninety minutes uh, before yeah. the, end of the season. McVadden might come back, and he might not be able to play a full ninety minutes. But it, you know, but um, but still, I, yeah, I, I I don't know, I I don't know who I'd put that armband on. To be honest with you, and I think it's almost like we're just giving it to Alan because he's the most senior one in there. Um. <laughs> And um, yeah, I mean, what what was your question? Sorry, Mark. Sorry, I got sidetracked by myself there. Um, no, it's just it's, it's just my my rant about just just lack of leaders. Really, it's just we don't yeah. seem to have a lot of leaders at the moment. It's, we just haven't got. We just haven't got. Any uh, I'll be tempted. I'll be tempted to go with Hayner. Give me give me a shout. You know, uh, he's 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 yeah, um, responsibility. Yeah, I think it'll improve his game as well. You never know, do you? You got to give him give him a chance and. Uh, I'll be definitely supportive of Hamer getting the captaincy. I just think he'll do. Uh, he's a bit more vocal, I think, than than Jamie Allen. You know, well, that's a personal opinion. But I think. I just, I think it is, 
the, the issue is the, the only issue I've got is that remember what I mean we all look what happened at the end of that Blues game where he was rolled up by a, what an 18 19 year old kid I know he's a yeah. I know but even so he's an 18 and 19 year old kid and he rolled up rolled him up to the point where he got sent off and but to know, be fair he's, since he's been, been back, a lot he better been, since he hasn't been booked I don't think has he no no I don't think he has no Oh, so, um, yeah. he's obviously learned his lesson, or he's been told. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully, um, we uh, hopefully we don't see that again, and you know, may, maybe a bit of responsibility might help him. Yeah, uh, might make him think a bit more. Um, we'll continue to think a bit more. And I mean, you mentioned yeah. fight. You mentioned fight as well. I mean, obviously, one one of the things we've been good in what we've been trying to do. Um, since the end of the League Two season, we haven't really had to fight at all, have we? I can't no. remember you, where you know. I can't remember any occasion really where you've got to you've got to say, "Oh, we've really got to win this game." Since mm-hmm. that point, since that point, maybe the Rotherham game, the first game up, yeah, first yeah, up, possibly. Um, but you look what happened afterwards, that may well still have happened anyway, even if we'd lost that game or drawn it. But, you know, so mm-hmm. we haven't had to, we haven't really had to fight. So for, for quite a few years and the, the very few players in this team that have had to fight in a Coventry City shirt and I don't know, um, we, we we yet to see whether, whether they can. I don't know. And you mentioned the lone players before. It obviously it's difficult. When you look at you look at having guaranteeing every single week. You guarantee you we're going to have five lone players, not only in the squad but starting. And yeah, I've been very I've been very impressed with um with Doyle um in particular. But I mean, are are we you know are we are we seeing a hundred percent from him every week? You know, and even it. it even if we are the, the young lads, generally, he's what eighteen, nineteen. Um, I think he's nineteen now, isn't he? Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd like. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I, that that that's the only thing that worries me really about the, the fights that you know that you said the the, the the part of the game with the, the fight. Have have we actually got that? Because we, we they, the players haven't had the chance to prove that. No. Um, over the last few years. One of the points I was making earlier was the number of goals we could see in like long throws. I mean, do you feel the coaching staff have got to take some blame for that? You know, why is it we've repeatedly, say, like recent games, Wrexham as an example, crossing and, and long um, so set, generally set pieces generally, we seem to struggle. I mean, what's Robbins and, and the coaching staff doing to address that? It doesn't seem to be a lot, does it really? Or, or is it just, or, or is it, or it might be unfair and maybe it's just. Oh, they're just switching off. They've obviously been told maybe they're just switching off at vital times and not mm-hmm. concentrating where they should. But obviously, Robbins goes through the videos of the games with the players immediately after the next day or whatever in training, and he must pick up that that problem. And we we can see it. So obviously, that Robbins knows where the sitch, where the problems are, and they've obviously been told, but they just don't, um, you know, they don't obviously listen or whatever, and it's just lack of concentration and we get caught out so many times by long throw-ins and set pieces where you know we just shouldn't shouldn't be doing that it's simple you know and we just it's just one of those i suppose and but they need, they need to improve that 
that, and I think Robbins must have that on his agenda for them, the defenders to improve on 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 set pieces and and well, especially teams who are going to be long throwings and stuff. Yeah, I mean, when we play in Luton on Saturday, we'll be up against probably a lighter. Well, another the t- yeah, they're they're going to be very and, physical. And, and Woodrow, yeah. and they're both physical yeah. strikers, so we've got to be yeah. able to cope with them because they'll be the main threat for them. Um, yeah, so that's something I'm not exactly looking forward to because and that, and, that, and they'll be and they'll be know. getting balls in the box all the time, you know, like they normally do, don't they? And you know, yeah. they'll be, you know, they're just a very strong physical side, Luton, and they're very difficult to play against. So we need yeah. to be on the ball. We need to be on the ball against them. Yeah, um, but that's all to come on. I'm, I, I'm hoping we'll beat Luton. We do a win against them. I'm sick. I'm quietly them. quietly confident. Mark, you reckon? Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk more about it on the next show, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't. I think although it's been a fairly kind of negative podcast, I think I don't think we were. I thought we were better second half, and and that's something. Mm-hmm. That's one kind of conversation can say, but we can't keep having games where we start playing and we're trading because it's no good. Because you just need that first goal in games. We just don't get that first goal enough, and getting that first goal gives you control of the game. You know, you look at that second half and West Brom were, were very good at just slowing the game down and taking the sting out of things and never we never really were able to build any kind of momentum when we when we attacked. And I think mm-hmm. it is it's frustrating, but I, I don't think it's I don't think it's doom and gloom, but I think what this game does show is highlights is the work, as we all know, that needs to be done in the summer with with you know, rebuilding this this whole squad because yeah. you know, that's that's another issue altogether within the number of players that are out of contracts and and with the fine like five loan players as well. It's it's, it's going to be a m- momentous challenge. I feel um, looking ahead. So yeah, it's um, I, I still think I still think we can get mid table this season. And I, I'm still saying if, if we can better twelfth position this season, I think that'd be a marvelous season. My my gut feeling tells me though, I think we'll probably be about fourteenth, fifteenth. That's just my view. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I can't see us getting any better than that. An improvement on last year, I think I'll be happy with. But you never say never, do you? You just don't know. Teams lose form, teams gain form, and if you in this league, as we all know, you put two or three games together and pick two or three wins, you know you're up there, aren't you? And you all of a sudden you're amongst it all. We're not that. We're not a million miles away. So it all depends on. You need a bit of luck as well, don't you, along the way? And uh, we don't tend to get much luck, do we? But especially with no. injuries and stuff. No, but, but you know. Um... That's football for you. But on the day, anybody, yeah, on the day, anybody can beat anybody in this league, as we all know. So yeah. very competitive, and uh, anything can happen, you know. So uh, I never say never, but you know, an improvement on last year, I'll be happy with. Yeah, uh, I think we'd be struggling to finish twelfth or above. Mm. To be honest with you, I, I do, I do think we'd be be struggling. I mean, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you finish seventh or what twenty first. In this league, you, you you're still you know you're still in the same league next season, and you know yeah. you know both positions are in the same league. You rebuild, you go again, and that's yeah. that, that's that's kind of how it is. You don't get any extra prize money for finishing eighth compared to fourteenth or whatever. So, right. you know, it's it's obviously we want to finish as high as we can, but yeah. I, I think eventually, when we get to the point where we look at it and we think, "Yeah, we're not, we're not going down, we're not going up, we're in the, we're in the Birmingham, Bristol City zone, uh, where 
10 games left. I think, you know, I can go on holiday now. Um, you know, the players can. But, um, yeah. but potentially. But, I mean, I've... I, yeah, maybe look at maybe look at some of the lone players. Give them a pat on the back, say thanks. But you're going to get your half an hour at the end, and we're going to we're going to stick some of the younger kids in, and you know we're going to we're going to build towards next season. Um, maybe some of the players that we we need to play for us week in week out, but they ain't signing a new contract, and we we have to you know we might have to make some decisions there as well, possibly. And say, look, you know, we we need to, you're going to be going in the summer because it's last chance to get money for you. So that that's that maybe maybe we'll be in that position as well. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, what I would say about the about the bottom three, um, we're obviously get we're getting further and further away from the the top six. But b- bizarrely, even though we've won what twice since the World Cup, I think is it maybe I think yeah. it's twice. Yeah. We, we twice, twice in what seven, eight games or something. Um, we've actually gained points on the bottom three, so um, which which kind of says a lot, really. I think mm. about that bottom three, and yeah. we could probably go th- until the end of the season without getting another point, and we still might stay up. So, as I said, we're in that. Well, I think I think we're probably in the Bristol City's Bristol City blue zone, um, where you're never going to get relegated. Um, you know, but the season's kind of done. You know, possibly with about five to ten games to go. Yeah. Oh, to be honest, I'd probably take that now. Actually, um, yeah. you know, uh, given the relatively poor run of form we've been on, and we have got two or three tougher games coming up as well. So, um, but yeah, let's still let's let's go out and let's go out on a high even. Regardless, with the remaining what seventeen games, yeah, we've just got to go for it. Um, the irony is, though, of course, is that you look at the league table. Norwich City, who've done the double over us and are far superior to us, have also lost eleven games, and that just shows yeah. how bizarre this league is. Because I thought Norwich, <laughs> the way they were playing against us, they look a Premier League team. We look, we definitely looked a lower league side against them, but it just shows how bizarre this league is, and. Um, yeah. I think the way how they pretty much threw the ball into their own net for um, and tried to before we scored as well. I mean that got that game against them. I mean when we were two 0 down, within about five minutes of them, I think maybe five six minutes of them scoring the second goal, it could have been two two. So yeah. you know, it's yeah. yeah that that game was always going to be high scoring. I'm surprised it only had six to be honest with you. Um, both teams were put defending quite poorly, and you could see there. You could see there why they're in the top half, but you could also see why they're not, they're nowhere near, you know, but they're nowhere near Burnley and uh, Sheffield United, certainly. And yeah. perhaps they should be, really, with the players they've got. Yeah. So, interesting times. Um, okay, I think I'll wrap up tonight's show. So, uh, thanks everyone for your comments. Uh, thanks, CJ. Thanks, Ken, for your time tonight. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll have. Um, a more positive outcome this time next Sunday. Uh, but we actually got another show on Thursday night. Uh, we'll be previewing the Luton Town game in more detail. Um, and then Sunday, we'll, or Saturday, actually, Miles will be presenting live from Dylan's Brewery. And I think, Ken, we've got a show on Tuesday at, at the Tavern, is that right? Tavern, we've got the, uh, the fans forum at the Tavern on Tuesday evening. Um, so uh, that's a sellout, I believe. I don't think there's any tickets left for it. So it should be, should be very interesting. We've got Hamer, 
and Dabo there as guests. Uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting. So there'll be a few nice questions asked to them and hopefully we'll get some positive answers. So it's normally a good night there as well. It's a great night normally. Fans get involved, uh, asking questions to the players and uh, um, we have a raffle and stuff like that at the end of a signed shirt up for grabs. So yeah, it's normally a good night and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it Tuesday night, seven o'clock at the Sky Blue Tavern. Should be great, great stuff. And um, Miles will be presenting the um, the uh, the show at the Dillons as well Saturday. So uh, if you're at Dillons yeah, for a the live stream, uh, yeah. Keep an eye out for Miles. will be interviewing fans around the around the Dillons. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, play out Sky Blues. Yes. Um, going to leave you with an advert with all our sponsors. Um, speak to you soon. Good night. Play out Sky Blues. One, two, one, two.